Ding dong, the witch is dead. Witch old witch, the Wyoming witch. Okay, she's not dead, but she's not going to be representing Wyoming in Congress anymore. <laughs> What's up? This is Mark K. Saves the Republic, and we kick it off here in just a minute. And I am very excited today because we have a guest in studio, like a real guest, and uh, they're here because we've been able to, in a very short period of time, and with a very limited budget, because we don't nobody pay us, uh, we, we've been able to, by the way, by the way, if you hear an ad on this podcast, definitely don't skip it. Please listen to it because that's, um, you know, we need to recoup some of this loss we made on our podcast studio, but we got a table off of Facebook Marketplace which is cool looking. We got some lighting, a little, a couple cans of paint. And now we have what, oh, new chairs, which are not very comfortable, but look really fly. And that's really the, all that matters. I had a guy, what, back when I had hair, back when I had hair, I used to go to this hairstylist. His name was uh, Jim the Trim. And Jim the Trim told me one time, I don't know what he was doing in my head, but he was like ripping something out. And I go, ow, that hurts. And he goes, you know, it hurts to look pretty, Mark. And, uh, I, that, and I think, I think maybe a, he may have caused my baldness. He was yanking on my hair so much, but I, I always remember that it hurts to look pretty, which is why I think I don't look that pretty anymore. Cause I'm like, I'd rather not be in pain. Uh, but I digress. The fact of the matter is these chairs are not comfortable, but they look really good. And now I understand what Jim, the trim was trying to tell me all those years ago. Um, but it, I, I digress. So we have an, a guest coming in here in studio, but before we get to him, we should point out that Liz Cheney is out. She lost her primary. She didn't just lose her primary. She got pummeled in her primary. She got totally waxed by Harriet Hageman. And really she got waxed by Donald Trump. She voted to impeach Donald Trump in 2021. She was one of 10. And, uh, of those 10, she was the last person to either lose her seat or withdraw from her, from her campaign or from Congress at the first one, like Anthony Gonzalez was like, I'm out of here. Adam Kinzinger from Illinois. He knew he was going to lose. So he went to the committee with Liz Cheney. He did his best to pretend to be a Democrat. He tried to attack Donald Trump. They all failed miserably. And now when the dust has settled, look at this, when the dust has settled of the 10 conservatives, or I'm sorry, the 10 Republicans in the house of representatives who voted to impeach Donald Trump, eight of them are gone. That's an 80%, uh, that's an 80%, I guess, attack rate, if you will. I mean, he, Donald Trump took 10 shots and he hit eight of his 10 targets. That's pretty. And by the way, don't know, but it's, you know, I know someone's listening. I know media matters or somebody is listening to this podcast right now. And they're going to complain that I said, Donald Trump is shooting people. I it's a metaphor taking a shot, a target. You get it. I understand. I don't want to be hauled up in front of you know, the FBI, I don't want the FBI coming up to me and my family and saying, give me your cell phone. We need to, we, we, uh, we heard you were, uh, we heard you were threatening the lives of, of Republicans, uh, formerly in Congress. Anyway, that's, that's neither here nor there. Liz Cheney lost. And the reason she lost isn't because of Donald Trump. It isn't because of, you know, uh, some weird MAGA militia. It isn't because of some kind of crazed delusion that these, uh, that, that her voters in Wyoming have. It's because she didn't represent the people. Flat out, plain and simple. In Wyoming, the people voted for Donald Trump. They wanted Donald Trump to be their president for four more years. I mean, I think it was the state where he won by the largest margin. He carried Wyoming. Wyoming said, we want Trump. They also apparently said, we want Liz Cheney. And then after the election, she went in there and she said, I don't care what the people of Wyoming say. These people in Wyoming, they're just a bunch of stupid hillbilly cowboys. I know better. 
They sure they voted for Donald Trump in numbers we haven't seen in a long time, but they don't know what they're talking about. So I'm going to vote to impeach him. And in that one vote, by voting to impeach Donald Trump, she basically told every one of those Wyoming voters who voted for her and voted for Donald Trump in 2020. You know what? F you. You're stupid. I'm smarter than you. She gave them all the finger. Now, imagine walking into your boss's office or HR or wherever, whoever hired you, imagine them saying, hey, here's what we want you to do. And then you going, you know what? F you. You're stupid. Giving them the finger and then trying to go off and do your own thing. Uh-uh. You would get a, a visit from security with a big empty box. They'd, be, they'd say, pack your stuff and get out. And that's what happened to Liz Cheney in Wyoming yesterday. And she is going to be, she is going to be now, uh, she's now going to be, according to her, beginning the fight. This was not the end of the fight, according to her. This was the beginning of the fight against Donald Trump. So we're going to see what happens with that. But now I'd like to get to my guest. Welcome him, the first one in studio. We are excited to have from uh, Florida's 6th District. Wait, are you still 6th District or did I'm that get... still 6th District. Because a lot of people got moved around. But it stretches now west all the way to the villages. Man, so, oh, that, you got the villages. Yeah. That's a yeah. party place. So from St. Augustine all the way uh, down at Daytona and all the way over to the villages, man. <laughs> My mother considered getting a place at the village because she's lonely. She's like, I need some I need some companionship. I'm thinking of moving to the villages. <laughs> I was like, that's what, that's what old people do, so you might as well. Uh, Representative Michael Waltz, thank you so much for being here. Thank you, brother. This Appreciate is, it. This is great. Now you, uh, you, I have this, I live in Duval County and mm -hmm. I have a great congressperson to the west of me, got a great congressperson to the south of me, thinking I may need to move either west or south. But we have a, uh, we have a real opportunity here in November, which I want to get to, to take back the House of Representatives. But I think even more importantly, put in some real down home conservatives, yep. combative conservatives. Cat uh, Kamek calls it the grit pack. You know, <laughs> people that aren't lawyers, people that didn't go to school just to become professional yeah. politicians yeah. like yeah. you, like her, uh, like so many other. Do you think that's going to happen? Well, I grew up on the west side of Jacksonville, yeah. so that's 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 a start, right? And I've never <laughs> held political office. <laughs> yeah. There's no lawyer, there's only personal yeah. injury lawyers over there. Yeah, 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 right, and a little bit of grit out there right. too. That's right, that's true. Uh, sure. Running, like my wife likes to say, so you ran around the world and got shot at for mm -hmm. twenty six years as a Green Beret, and yeah. now now you're going to dive into the swamp up in which is worse. up in D.C. <laughs> Look, I think Afghanistan was easier some days yeah. uh, than than dealing with the bureaucracy and dealing with the swamp. But you know, I think at the end of the day, man, I, I just can't see my kids, our grandkids, yeah. growing up in a country led by democratic socialists or in a world led by Chinese communists. And yeah. I think that's the that's my mantra. That's the fight. Uh, that's before us. I think we have a huge opportunity. Yeah. This midterm, it is rare in American history that you get the midterm after a presidential, uh, that you get redistricting. Yeah. And you get a wildly unpopular president in the first place with, <laughs> with, like, I mean, with the left running Washington, D.C., that all of America's like, run in the other direction our way. I mean, it really seems like we cannot screw this up. But then, you know, if anything happens, it, it, if anyone's going to screw anything up, it, it could be our party. We have a uh, we have a lot of stuff to talk about. I know China is a big deal with you, and I don't. Yep. I think the the average American really doesn't understand the threat that China poses. So I want to get into that. Sure. First, your military service. Thank you for that. You were a Green Beret. Yep. Special Forces. Yes, sir. Afghanistan, Middle East. Yep. You hunted Bo Bergdahl. <laughs> Sadly. Yeah. Yeah. And this is. I mean, the, you you saw some serious stuff out there. We did, and actually, uh, um, we're. 
we're sadly uh, realizing the one the anniversary of one of yeah. the Green Berets that I lost. Yeah. Uh, which we lost. Uh, his name was Brian Woods. He had premonitions of his own death, and besides, despite those premonitions. He was charging an enemy machine gun wow. uh, when he was uh, uh, fatally shot in the head. Um, he wasn't hiding back in the back. So, no. yeah, we've I've seen some uh, some real loss uh, this year uh, since the withdrawal from Afghanistan. That absolute disastrous oh, debacle yeah. that will be a stain, uh, I, I think, uh, on American history for generations to come. Uh, it has really been a gut punch to so many veterans. We've had a double-digit increase in calls to the vet, VA suicide hotline. Really? Because people are, they just can't Because they're it. just, uh, it's just fundamentally un-American. You never leave Americans behind. Right. You never abandon your allies. And you don't surrender to terrorists. And Biden managed to do all three in one fell swoop. Even if he, I mean, he may not have even realized that he was on, he was off on vacation when it happened. The thing that people forget <laughs> is you got 13 American, uh, you know, military men and women who were killed needlessly. Yeah. Shouldn't yep. have happened. Yep. And not only that, on top of that, you got hundreds and hundreds of Afghans who were who died in the bombings, who died, you know, afterward, who died falling off of the fuselage of the plane because they were trying to escape the Taliban. And there's it's not just 13 people who's who died at Biden's hand or because of his ineptitude when it comes to military uh, you know, yeah, General Biden, as he became right, because he because yeah. we know now that he completely ignored yeah. the advice of the military. But, you know, it's not you're right. It, it's by most estimates now, 75,000 SIV holders. Right. These are the interpreters who are willing yeah. to die. Uh, I was able to save some of mine, but they were willing to die for our values and the fight against extremism. They're still there. Right. They're being hunted down by the Taliban as we speak. In fact, I was able to get some of mine out, but uh, the brother of one of mine has been captured and beaten and tortured by the Taliban. Another one uh, was actually strung behind a Taliban vehicle, and they they drug him around the village to send a message uh, to never work with Americans again. And not to mention the girls can't go to school, women right. can't go to work, and we have Al Qaeda back in Kabul, yeah. just like they were pre nine eleven. And Al when Al Zahiri was killed, everybody was celebrating. They're like, "Oh, look at Joe Biden! He did he cut off the head of the snake." But the the big thing I thought was, and a lot of people pointed out, he shouldn't have been there anyway. It's That's not right. it's not a success to have well, him standing out that, in Kabul. Well, it wasn't just that he was there. He was in the Taliban number two's right. guest house. Yeah. So this whole notion that the Taliban aren't going to work with Al Qaeda, which I always knew. Uh, was false and was a lie. Now it's proven not to be, but the intelligence community is briefing us in Congress that Al Qaeda and ISIS fully intend to hit us again yeah. and are developing the capability to do so. And I don't see a single damn plan, nothing from this administration to stop it. I mean, they don't even close the door at the southern border. They let them walk right in. Was right. there, do we have any idea how long this guy was in? Kabul, did he show up I mean, like the day after we, I mean, August 16th, was he like, Hey, it's good to be back. Or do we know? We, uh, you know, I haven't been briefed for sure yet, but right. from what I have seen, at least most of this year. Yeah. Right. So here you have uh Zawahiri that was in absolute hiding, especially after he was Osama bin Laden's number two, Correct. especially after we took out uh, bin Laden 11 years ago in, I mean, not talking to a soul in absolute hiding. Why did he feel suddenly so comfortable? Yeah. 
coming out into the open. He's in the nicest. Believe me, there, there, believe it or not, there is one nice neighborhood in Kabul. <laughs> They're all narco uh, thug McMansions, right. but they are. Uh, and and he's in the Taliban number two's guest house. You know, enjoying the morning sun out on a balcony. Yeah. Uh, and uh, you know, look, I clearly I, not at I all. I thank God scared. he's dead. Yeah. Not at all scared. So what was he told? What deal did the Taliban believe? And as we're releasing hundreds of millions in humanitarian aid billions in foreign currency reserves to the Taliban government, which the administration's doing, how do we know that's not flowing right over to Al-Qaeda and right over to ISIS? We don't. There's a long-term effect that all of this has, too, on the military. And I know you being in the military for 23, 24 years? 26. 26 years. Yeah, long ones. When you look at the leadership, Joe Biden, commander-in-chief, all the flubs, the people left behind, the the soldiers that were killed, does that have a long-term effect, I imagine, on recruiting, or at least an immediate effect, which then has a long-term effect? Well, we're going to see this year because right now the Army is 50% short of Of its recruiting goals. goals. 50% 50% that ever, short. I, that I actually, I, I just sent an inquiry over to the Pentagon and say, tell me the last time we yeah. fell this short. Then you layer on top of that, that they're considering, we'll see what decision they make, kicking out 20 to 30% of the National Guard over a vaccine yeah. that has now been shown to not stop the spread. Well, they're throwing uh, it away. Nobody and, wants it. Yeah. Anymore. And yeah. then overlay on top of that, a massive military buildup from China and uh, Russia, North Korea and Iran on the march to a nuke. But yeah. <laughs> and there's no, pl- I mean, there's no plan. It doesn't seem like there's any plans a to save the Americans and the, uh, and the operatives still in Afghan or they're still locked uh, behind right. Taliban rule. And it doesn't seem like there's any concern at all about, like you said, the Chinese military buildup and what's been going on with them flexing their muscles in Taiwan. And right. you don't, you don't hear these stories about American military exceptionalism anymore or the new weapons or, you know, we, we've got this great new unit. I mean, space force was cool, but since then has Joe Biden done anything to, to, you know, combat these Chinese, you know, missiles and planes that are flying around the world at supersonic speeds. Well, and to the to the point on Afghanistan, you know, the air base that we gave away, Bagram yeah. Air Base, was the only base in the world situated strategically between Iran, Russia, and China. In fact, it was so close to the Chinese border, which is, by the way, where they're putting all their new yep. nuclear missiles. Yep. It's closer to the Chinese border than Mexico City is to uh, the Texas border. Now, do you think... If the Chinese had a 12,000 foot major runway and air base in Mexico, they would just give it up for free. Hell no. (laughs) They would be putting everything they could into that thing. Uh, And then you even you go on top of that, that, um, you know, it was verified that there was over a trillion dollars of rare earth minerals and critical minerals under the ground in Afghanistan, world's third largest lithium, third largest copper. Uh, And guess who's at Bagram Air Base now? a Chinese geological survey team to go extract all those minerals to fund their computer chips and and their economy. That was never in the plan. I mean, even Donald Trump said, we're never going to give away Bagram Air Base. Yeah, right. And and look, there's all kinds of people that say, well, Trump signed the Doha Accords and all of those. And and look, in fairness, I openly spoke against that because Mm -hmm. I didn't believe the Taliban would live up to their promises. But the biggest argument in defense of what Trump did is that he never took the troops out. When his advisors, and I know... Mike Pompeo and Robert O'Brien and others went to him in in January and said, look, they haven't lived up to their end of the bargain. He left the troops in. So uh, and the other thing that just kills me is is, you know, Biden has had no problem reversing course on all kinds of Trump policies, whether it's the Keystone Pipeline, energy policy, the Iran deal, all the stuff, stay in Mexico. We can go down the list. But suddenly 
he was just handcuffed to yeah. this <laughs> Afghan policy. Yeah. Like, that was a bunch of crap. That is, that is, really, that is true. Uh, Representative Michael Waltz, Congressman of Florida's 6th District, thank you for being here. I want to talk about Liz Cheney, of course, yeah. because she's, I mean, knock on wood, out of office. But this is Wednesday. The primary is going on right now. We're, we're guessing it's going to be it's going to be her last go round in, in the Congress. And she has really, I think, lit a fire under the GOP, not just to get Republicans in office, but to get conservatives in office. Yeah. And it's been this two pronged battle with, you know, beating back Democrats, beating back rhinos or beating back people that side with Democrats, because what's the point of having a, a Republican in Congress if she's going to sit with the Democrats on the January 6th committee? Um, there was a vote early on. And it was when she was just being the I guess it was a secret vote of the Republican caucus to kick her out. And it was, and it passed. She got to hold her seat. Yeah, a lot of people gave her a second chance. Yeah. Did you <laughs> vote? I don't remember. It was a secret ballot, well, yeah, right? So we don't know. It, 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 it was a secret ballot. But I'll tell you, I mean, just said, look, it's out there on my bio. I worked for her dad. I was yeah. his counterterrorism advisor. I think uh, the, the, the Cheney family have been great conservatives for this country. But, you know, chalk it up to one more, you know, one more person that has just lost their mind yeah. over, over President Trump. Uh, and, and, you know, my issue with what Liz has done is, you know, never before in history have we had a select committee, right. which ostensibly is something that's incredibly important and has to be looked into, whether it's Benghazi or now the Democrats with, with Jan 6, that hasn't allowed the other party to put their people on. Yeah. And that's what Pelosi did. Pelosi denied Jim Banks. She denied Jim Jordan. Jordan yeah. Right. She wouldn't allow us to put our people on. Uh, so we walked away. And then for Liz to go be a Nancy Pelosi appointee. Yeah. Uh, 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 to me, um, was was just was, was over the line. And, and at that point, I voted to, to remove her from leadership. She did not. You know, the, our leadership is actually elected by the members of right. our caucus, caucus yeah. and she certainly no longer represented the views of our leadership. And I think tonight uh, you're going to see uh, that she no longer represents the views of of Republicans in Wyoming. Are you shocked at how many Trump based candidates have been winning their primaries or have been able to primary candidates like Tom Rice, for example, in South Carolina, who. Again, I think a lot of people were shocked at his decision I to was. impeach Donald Trump. Are you are you are you not at all shocked that Donald Trump still has as much influence on these primary races and Carrie Lake, for example, that that he does? Oh no, I'm not surprised. I okay. think Donald Trump's the 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 leader of the Republican Party. I think he's remade the party yeah. in some incredibly powerful uh, ways. He's made it a party of working class Americans. I think more and more Americans are seeing that the Democrats are a party of liberal elites, uh, completely out of touch. We are more Lunatics worried about also, electric yeah. vehicles <laughs> and, and, and these kind of just ethereal, you know, I feel like I'm dealing with a bunch of, uh, you know, liberal university professors, it's Wild. but then turn around and talk about representing the working class. Like how did school lockdowns represent and, and defend the working class. Like if you're a white collar worker, if you're a college professor or a journalist or a lawyer, you could sit at home with your kids as they, you know, struggle on a laptop. But if you're a hotel maid or a truck driver or a bricklayer or, or an electrician, you couldn't, I mean, literally physically, no. it was impossible oh, yeah. to sit at home. We were here yet, every single day. I mean, yeah. they, were, they told us <laughs> right? like you're like, essential personnel. I was like, really? Have you heard my show? But yeah, they definitely made it. Yeah, and, you and had to come to, to work. The, the, the teachers union say, oh, we're not essential. We can right. teach from home. But as soon as the vaccine comes out, go, no, no, we need to be in, in, in the front of the line and have the, the Democrats just defend that despicable behavior. So look, I think the America first agenda is the right agenda for this country. 
And if you look at what President Trump actually got done from tax reform to securing the border to a new NAFTA deal that everybody literally laughed at him when he said, we got to renegotiate that deal. Uh, Peace across the Middle East that deserved multiple, multiple Nobel Peace Prizes. The turn on China and taking them on, I can go down the list. Uh, And you didn't dare see Vladimir Putin take the action Oh, uh, yeah, right. He was like, on vacation for yeah, four years. Yeah, He's like, I'm just yeah, not going to do it. Yeah, thing. I'm not. I'm not dealing uh, w- with this guy. I mean, I could keep Soleimani, yeah. Baghdadi. I mean, on and on. And so, when Americans look at what affected their lives, uh, and when conservatives look at the fact that the country before COVID was on an economic roar with record low unemployment yeah. across every sector, then. Heck yeah, I'll take that if it takes a you know a few mean tweets calling out the, the their bureaucracy all day long. All right, so with all of that, so uh, November rolls around, the, re- yeah. the Republicans take back the House of Representatives, maybe the Senate. It's too close to call. We'll see. But if the House of Representatives changes hands, what is the first thing? Because you, you, I mean, there's a lot of stuff you pointed out that we need to fix. We can't undo a lot of things that Joe Biden did, but we can. We can start to do things on our own. What's the single most important thing? Look, I I think for me, uh, it's one word and it's called accountability. Uh, We're still going to have a divided government. I don't, uh, especially if we don't get the Senate, I don't know uh, what legislation will actually be done. And I just want to set expectations there. I know what legislation we're going to stop. Right. In terms of D.C. statehood, packing the Supreme Court, right. H.R. 1, yeah. which would have forever tilt voting towards the Democrats. All so that, yeah. we'll continue to stop that. But for me, it's accountability. It's accountability for those 13 gold star families and what the hell happened in this Afghanistan withdrawal. It's getting to the bottom of uh, the origins of covid, which under Nancy Pelosi, they have had zero hearings right. uh, on on a pandemic that's killed so many people around yeah. the world. It's what the hell is going on with Hunter Biden and the big guy. I know that Hunter Biden is an equity holder right now as we speak in a Chinese nuclear firm that's blacklisted for trying to steal our nuclear warhead technology. Uh, so, I mean, I could go down the list of things that we have to get to the bottom of it. Now this Mar-a-Lago raid. Yeah. Uh, uh, so I think you're going to see a hell of a lot of hearings. I'm pushing for Benghazi style hearings, uh, on, uh, in terms of select committees, yeah. with a lot of jurisdiction, and a lot of bite. Is it focused or is it like, you're just going to inundate them with every potential investigation? At, I mean, they at keep the same giving time. us a list of right. things like that, every day, there's but something I think new. You, you know, and, and I, you know, Kevin McCarthy and and the leadership of the Republicans have said explicitly COVID origins, Hunter Biden, the border, Afghanistan uh, will be at the top of the list. All right. This Mar-a-Lago raid, is it going to go anywhere? There's been a lot of talk about what they took. Was it actually declassified? Anything like that? I heard, uh, you know, Dershowitz was talking the other day about how even if they could, even if he's in, um, indicted, it doesn't mean that he can't run for office. And I imagine at this point, nothing's going to stop him from running for office. Where does this FBI raid go? You know, I mean, the thing that bothers me so much is just uh, is just the total destruction of trust and confidence in our institutions. And after uh, Crossfire Hurricane, after, you know, leaders of major institutions like Brennan and the CIA and Clapper and the DNI pounding the table on the airwaves for years that they had directly seen evidence that he was an agent of the Russians. And then they would swear under swear under oath I mean, behind Clyde's door, everybody, they, yeah. you know, and shift skiff that they hadn't seen <laughs> that they hadn't seen a damn thing. Uh, this is just going from bad to worse in terms of, and, and I want to stay put out there. Look, I've fought alongside overseas and worked with a lot of great American FBI agents. Right, it's not them. 
it's the corrupt leadership yeah. of the DOJ. It's the it's the McCabe's and Comey's and Pages and all of them that yeah. have got to continue to go. Uh, and my worry is Chris Ray seems more worried about defending the institution than reforming uh, the institution. So, man, where is this going? I could tell you, I can't see yet. Uh, what was so dire, what was so critical, the right. process that was underway in June, suddenly, I mean, what do they have? Tapes of Trump handing this stuff to Chinese and Russian agents? And he, was mean, just, and he had that in his basement or in his safe? And he said, <laughs> and, right, and, and oh, yeah. by the way, Mar-a-Lago had a skiff yeah. while he was president, so they had secure facilities. Now, if there's a debate uh, over what he had declassified or what was privileged, uh, you know, with executive privilege over what needed to be returned... And they didn't feel like the subpoena was being honored, then go back and readdress the subpoena. Uh, I mean, there was yeah. a process underway, and I want to know what shifted, what changed, what was so dramatic to national security. Because I've I've been uh, in a White House, I've seen declassification processes. Right. I don't see any. You know what? What what's so damn frustrating is you're seeing the same playbook of from the left of keep things under seal, keep things classified and selectively leaked to the Washington right. Post and the New York Times. And then pre- accuse them of doing everything we did ourselves. To, to craft a narrative. And, what, is, and by the, what is the declassification process? Because they, you know, so they say different. you can just declassify something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's too different. That- and this is, this is really getting conflated. If, if you're some, you know, Joe Blow intelligence analyst that right. think this needs to get out there, yeah. you've got to work through the bureaucracy, convince your leadership, eventually gets to the White House. That is a long bureaucratic process. Got it. If you're the president of the United States, absolutely under your authority. And the way I've seen it done, White House counsel puts it in a memo. Mainly, that's just a, you know, that's just to communicate out to the intelligence agencies, the Pentagon and others that the president wants us declassified. And that's it. But from the moment where the president says declassify this. Is it officially declassified or does it have to go through that memo process? You know, I think that's a I think that's a bit of a gray area, at least from my <laughs> yeah. experience. Right. Right. And like what second? Yeah. Uh, is, is it then declassified? And I don't think that memo process is necessarily required. Right. I mean, it's just the president's authority. It's kind of that's- just kind of good record keeping to. To codify that. Well, I imagine we're all going to become experts on that. Especially if you're going to have another, uh, uh, you know, the opposite political party turn the Department of Justice back on you. Uh, you, And do you think that's because they're. And by the way, Hillary Clinton didn't follow any of this as a cabinet secretary. Neither did Barack Obama. Right. Any of it. Yeah. Uh, And and when President Trump got in, despite all of the calls uh, to to lock her up, what did he do? He said, we're going to move the country forward. Right. We're not going to go backwards and do this to a political opponent. Is but it yet, wrong for the Republicans to do that? Should they get back in power or is that something that is overdue? I think that we are in a in a slippery slope when yeah. we start putting former or current political opponents in jail or trying to. I mean, I've served in countries right. in Africa, across the Middle East, where that's just the norm. That's what happens. Uh, and it's and you it's, win an election, you lose your life, it, that kind of thing. Lose your life yeah. or at, at least you're locked up. Right. Right. At least get freedom or at least, you know, you go off in exile somewhere. You can't you can no longer uh, live in the in the country that you served. So I think that's a very slippery slope, man. I really do. I mean, that's what they're trying to do. To, I mean, that's clearly what the Joe Biden administration is trying to do. And then you're right. If if we win, if we do the same thing, a lot of people are going to say, well, that's it. Now we're just going to go back and I forth. I know. Look, but I get the calls and I hear from people, you know, we've got to do to them what yeah. they've been doing to us. And then, you know, I say, do you really want us when we're in power to do to like Brett Kavanaugh, what they did to him? Is that really who we are? Uh, and so I think we have to think long and hard about that.
Interesting. China, I know uh, real quick before we wrap this up, you are a big, you are a, a big, uh, I guess you would say expert on the threat of China. And yeah. I think you probably realize it more than most people. China is already at war with us. And they are in a cold war with us. And we don't Absolutely. know it or we're not willing we gotta to accept it. We got to wake up to it. We got to wake up to it. Look, uh, I mean, Jacksonville, big Navy town, yeah. right? And I, I'm a Navy brat, even though I went Army. The Chinese Navy is now larger than right. and newer than the United States Navy. They're outbuilding us in ships. That's never happened. Yeah. Uh, 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 they're outbuilding us in ships five to one. We talked about the Space Force. They're launching more into space than the rest of the world right. combined. Mm-hmm. They have a new space station that's up. Ours is 30, 40 years old. Uh, that is... Not with a bunch of astronauts doing scientific experiments with their military. They're sure. on track with the Russians to put a manned station on the moon yeah. by the end of this decade. The thing that has me so upset, if you take anything away, is they're doing it all with our money. Mm-hmm. We are drunk on Chinese dollars from Wall Street to academia to Hollywood to the NBA to every time you go to Walmart and Amazon and you buy made in China. Anything at all. Yeah. Right. And so, you know, my message is when you see made in China, put it down. Made in America is not just a jobs issue anymore. It's a national security issue because the key to their victory isn't the military stuff. It's winning economically. And step one is watching us bankrupt ourselves. We're heading right off that fiscal cliff. But step two is that they control our supply chains so that if we disagree with them, they can turn it off. And I don't think many Americans realize we no longer make penicillin. In this country, no, it's made there. True. We no longer make oncology meds, cancer meds in this country, all made there. We already talked about, you know, uh, we, the left's driving us towards a green economy. Guess who makes all of the components of it? Yeah. China does. And so they want to strangle us economically and choke off those supply chains. We've got to bring that manufacturing back home. Uh, and you will see meaningful action. We've I've been on a China task force, a supply chain task force. The last two years, legislation to incentivize those companies to bring it back. But in the meantime, as conservatives, we got to start voting with our wallet. And when you see Made in China, put it down. What about these food plants and the uh, you know, and they're they're buying up massive swaths of land here in the United States, right. farmland homes like you know, single family homes in Florida. They're buying up. That's right. Well, they're buying up huge hundreds of thousands of acres of tracts of farmland. Yeah, right. Uh, oh, by the way, uh, in a number of cases, it's right next to our most sensitive military of bases. Of course, it is. Yeah. But uh, they've bought up the largest pork processing plant in the country. Uh, they've bought up uh, a grain mill and uh, they're going to put $700 million into a grain processing plant in North Dakota. They've bought up the ports on both sides of the Panama Canal. I mean, I can keep going. The uh, huge fishing rights in the Bahamas right offshore of Florida. Oh, by the way, right next to our underwater testing site for right. our submarines uh, on and on and on. Uh, and they're doing it as we pour money into their economy. You've got these major hedge funds like BlackRock and Larry Fink, uh, J.P. Morgan, oh, and others yeah. that are saying, pour more of your money over there because they're going to bonus out <laughs> right at, at their mean, next quarter. But my job is to look for the national security of this country. We got to bring it home. All right, man. I listen. I pre- this was great, and I appreciate everything. And yeah, you you're you're running for reelection, but I feel pretty confident you're going to be around for a while. Yeah, thanks. I do have a primary opponent, but yeah. you know, there's only two ways to run. You know, right? I mean, Unopposed and. 
and hard, right? <laughs> yeah. So, okay. I, I feel like so we're going to run okay. through the tape, but I, I feel like we're in good shape. And you took now you took a lot of people don't know this, but you took Ron DeSantis's position in That's Congress right. yep. when he left for, to be the governor. So do you then get to go be governor when he leaves the governor's mansion? Is that the oh next? man, don't throw me there. I've got to I've got to I've got to run for reelection in oh, Congress. Okay. And that's it. All right. Yeah. I was it, just checking because, you know, I, but I, I got to tell you, man, that's got to be one of the I mean, 17th largest economy in the world. Florida's yeah. economy, third largest in America. Uh, I mean, that's that's just an incredible honor to have that job. And he is just knocking it out of the park. Thank and, God. Can you imagine if Gillum? I mean, he was at just 30,000 votes. I know. Away from that guy. Had they opened in the up middle one, of COVID, if they opened up one more broom closet or found one more box in someone's trunk, it could have been totally different. But yeah, you're right. Instead, we've got another, you know, we have more electoral votes. We've got more representatives, and we've got more Republicans here in Florida. And I think we're going to we flip have. four seats uh, just in the House of Representatives from Florida this next election. Really? Yeah, that right there is a the majority. How do you? What do you feel about Val Demings? Oh, well, she's going to lose. She's going to lose? Yeah, she talks big. They're but, touting yeah. her today. They're no, touting her four no. points above Marco yeah, Rubio. No way. You know, the thing that the Democrats just won't acknowledge is that in 2012, there were 600,000 more dem- registered Democrats in right. the state. 2022, a decade later, there's a quarter million more Republicans. I, I mean, that's yeah. an 850,000 voter swing uh, because people are voting with their feet. They're leaving Illinois, Massachusetts, California. I'm telling them to check their politics at the door. But, uh, but it is conservatives a lot, are moving here because they want freedom. Yeah. It is a lot different running for a, a House seat in Orlando than it is running the entire state for a Senate seat. Uh, yeah. Representative Michael Waltz and Congressman, thank you so much for being here. This was great. Thank you, brother.